It's Sunday evening, and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Your hosts for tonight's show are Robert Brining and Jeremy Dunn. They'll be taking your calls and speaking on the topic of the week. You're encouraged to call in and share some of your life experiences with us. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That number again, 347-215-9442. Welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Pause I Am Radio. I'm your host, Robert Prining. Tonight, Jeremy and Jack both have the night off. Tonight, we have a shorter show. We're here for a half hour. We'll be speaking with uh, Christopher Sharp, a student out of the University of Houston who just recently um, was running for uh, student council and um, had a smear campaign come out against him uh, talking about his HIV status, basically outing him to the whole university and the students there. So we're going to talk about that. And we're also going to talk to Christopher um, about what it has been like for him just being HIV positive and living his daily life, um, you know, it, not just the, the, the campaign itself. So we're going to learn about more, because there's more to Christopher than what's going on right now. And I think he'll be happy to be sharing about everything that, you know, we all experience going through, finding support, dealing with being newly diagnosed and things of that nature. If you're listening for the first time, I want to thank you all for tuning in. We're here live every Sunday night at 9 p.m. We usually have a different guest come in and share their story of living with HIV. Sometimes they are people you may have seen on TV, and other times they are the average day person who is just behind the computer looking to make a difference. So we thank every uh, one of our past guests for coming on, and you can find more information on the show and our past guests at www.pazim.com. We also uh, run a social network that uh, goes along with the show for you to find support and friendship, um, you know, and other people living with HIV. Um, at the time when I created the site, I did not want uh, the medical talk. I wanted to talk to somebody who understood what it was like to live with HIV day to day, have these, uh, you know, different ups and downs days, and, and to start medications and, and telling people in disclosure and how to tell your family, you know, this stuff didn't, you know, these were the things that bothered me. All the the the, the cures and all that were way over my head and the medication talk and, you know, the doctors. It just, it just didn't make sense to me. I just wanted to, to, to make it humanized, and I wanted to relate to somebody. So uh, that's what is going on there at PauseIM. So you can check that out again, PauseIM.com. So um, an update on myself. Um, I'm doing well. Uh, as uh, you know, I spoke last week a little bit about I just started uh, working out. I'm um, going to the gym on a regular basis, and I have to say I feel a lot better uh, I feel stronger. I feel like I have more energy, and it's been a lot of fun um, to to kind of have a routine and and to do something on a regular basis to to make you feel good um, that you're doing for yourself. Uh, sometimes we neglect doing things for ourselves um, when it comes to making us feel good or or patting ourselves on the back. So I think it's important that you uh, you know do something for yourself every once in a while. I think that's the most important thing. Um, I do want to uh, talk about some things that have been going on, um, on on the social network. But one of the topics that we have recently been talking about, um, and it was actually featured on CNN, not our topic, but the, the subject itself was uh, pause tattoos. A lot of people are, um, you know, curious of why people get tattoos that either represent being HIV positive. Um, I think it's a great way for someone to start spark up a conversation. It is um, – a, a way for you know people to use that conversation as a way to disclose to somebody or to uh, educate them 
Um, and a lot of people just get it as, like, they're proud of it. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just have to, even though it's, you're living with HIV and it's something that is, is not a good thing that's not recommended for anyone, you, you get that symbol kind of just to be proud of who you are again. Because sometimes when we're diagnosed, we, you know, fall into that depression and we're not proud of who we are. We feel like we let everybody down, whether it be our family or ourselves. And, you know, we should have known better. And, you know, you should have wore a condom, you know, or you shouldn't have done this. And, you know, it, it it's all, you know, 2020 in hindsight, but it, it's important that we have, you know, that connection with, with other people. So I, I think, you know, it, it's, it's good for that. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break. Uh, and play a little public service announcement as I'm waiting for our guest uh, to call into the show. So we will be right back. I contracted a preventable disease from a guy that looks good and smells good, but never mentioned that he had HIV. But he is not to blame. I should have loved myself enough to protect myself. But through it all, I found self-love, and it's the greatest thing I ever felt. I was never less than or equal to AIDS, but always greater. I just realized that not caring for myself or my body, I was my biggest hater. I am author of the Naked Truth, Marvin Brown, and I am greater than AIDS. And we are live back um, on the Positive Radio Show. As I'm waiting for our guests to come in, let me tell you a little bit about um, Christopher and, and his story. If uh, you're not familiar with it or um, haven't saw it kind of sweep the, the Facebook nation, because that's kind of where I, I, I found the story. It was one of those headlines that all of my friends were posting and, you know, other people living with HIV were posting and kind of to, to kind of bring attention to it, and I was unaware of it. And I clicked on the article, and I went to the article, and I actually saw that they had a plug-in that allowed you to comment as your Facebook um, profile. And one of the comments was actually Christopher's comment, and that allowed me to connect to him and ask him to be on the show. So I see that he's on the line, so I'm going to go ahead and bring uh, Christopher Sharp. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good, Robert. How are you? Good, good. I'm excited to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, um, you've uh, made quite the headlines around Facebook, as we were just talking about. Yes, I, I suppose I have, huh? Yeah, yeah. So um, let, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, what happened at school, and then we'll kind of get into some other things after that, um, because that's kind of what, you know, people want to hear right now. So we'll give them the juicy stuff now. <laughs> um, <laughs> t- tell us a little bit about when did this actually happen? Because I, I saw that, I think the first article that I found that dated back to was the 28th of March, I think, that I found. Was that how long before that article came out? Uh, it was about two days before that. Now, did you go to the press, or did, like, how did it all come out to? Yeah, I did not. No, I um, I initially contacted some people um, after I was kind of um, being told by administrators within the university that, some of the information on the flyer was protected speech, and you know, obviously, when you're dealing with something like that, um, some, a traumatic experience like that, it's not it's not the best thing you want to tell somebody. You don't bring them in an office and tell them, well, there's nothing we can do about this. This is protected. So I um, naturally I reached out to some people and I said, you know, what can I do about this? I'm being told this is protected speech, and um, a very good friend of mine, her name is January Leo. She's actually um, a social worker down here in Houston. And I know her. She, um, you, huh? Yeah, she's a she's a great person. She um, yeah. She um she contacted some people for me, and you know she's been she's been a really great person, a great contact, and 
she was kind of there for me. It was like, don't worry, Chris, we're gonna we're gonna take care of this. And I think she more or less kind of got the word out about what was happening. Now, is that something that you wanted, or? Well, well, let's let's back up because some people who don't know exactly what happened, explain exactly what happened. You were, you know, you go to school at the University of Houston. You were running for was it vice president student council? That's correct. I'm still I'm um, I'm currently I'm still running for vice student body vice president. Um, and I actually go to UHD, the University of Houston downtown. Um, gotcha. And um, I was made aware that there were some illicit flyers that had some um, very um, provocative language about me. Um, that were being kind of distributed uh, throughout the university. And, of course, on the back um, of the flyer, there was information, pertinent information that had my HIV status and my diagnosis on um, the flyer. Now, now who, who told you this? Who came up and first told you about it? Um, I, was, I was notified by the dean of students. Tommy oh, okay. So how did you feel when they told you that? Because you, I mean, were you out about your status on campus, or? I was devastated. I was, um, I was, I was out in certain circles, circles in the university. I had expressed, you know, I, I was trying to become comfortable with coming out. I was just recently diagnosed in 2010, so I myself was still dealing with, you know, everything that encompasses being positive, and I hadn't fully wrapped my mind around it. So I was, I was devastated. Um, the only thing that was running through my mind was, you know, goodness, how quickly can I transfer out of this university and go somewhere else? Right. Now, I think that's a, that's something that everybody would feel in that situation. You know what I mean? Because yeah. to to be out it like that, it's just, I don't know, it's just, it's wrong. And I can't, I honestly can't believe that somebody actually has done it to you. I mean, so so what was the next step when once it started hitting the headlines? I mean, how did this affect you? Because it kind of like, I don't know, it looked like it happened kind of like overnight all of a sudden I saw it everywhere. You yeah, I mean? it was <laughs> – I was very surprised. I was not expecting it to um, um, kind of do – take off like it did. Um, that, that obviously wasn't the purpose of, of any of this. Um, you know, initially I was just wanting for the university to actually attempt to address what was happening, and I did not feel that they were adequately um, taking the necessary steps to um, address this. So I think that's why um, we initially decided that we would contact the media. But I never, you know, I just kind of last weekend I had people sending me screenshots of um, the Huffington Post and MSN, and I was like, oh, my God, there's definitely no turning back now. So, um it all kind of did blow up really fast, and I, I still am perhaps – I don't know how I feel about it yet. <laughs> it's just kind of happening um, really fast, and I, I think um, perhaps I'm still trying to deal with it. Still a little shell-shocked? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it happens. You know, I mean, we're, did, did you ever – I mean, you are kind of kind of get shot into being an activist in some sort, you know what I mean, overnight. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it something that you wanted – to do or something you would ever consider before? Yeah, I you know, I've I'd always been um active in several local organizations in uh the Houston area that um dealt not only with um you know uh GLBT people but HIV positive people as well. Um obviously it's a community I'm a part of. It's a community that um you know needs help. I'm a I'm a social work major so it's kind of in my soul to try to help people. Um, but I never would have imagined that it was it would get skyrocketed to you know this this degree. Now, how much 
love and support have you gotten from total strangers? Oh, man, I have gotten so much support from a lot of people. It has been incredibly encouraging. Um, I would be lying if I said that I did not have moments of doubt and, um, you know, moments where I did not want to continue. But um, the encouragement that I received has been incredibly heartwarming. And, you know, just from the strange strangers, people just reaching out to me randomly, it's, it's like I said, it's very heartwarming, especially in, you know, this, this difficult time. Yeah, the, the HIV community is a really big loving family. That's what I found. I've come across a lot of people since going public, and it's they kind of just wrap their arms around you, and you've got friends for life everywhere. That's what's awesome. So the big question that everybody is asking, and Ken actually, our friend Ken in the chat room is asking, um, how did your medical records get released? Because they were actually on the back of the flyer. Of course, yeah. Um, that is, of course, uh, incredibly concerning to me and everyone else as well. Um, in uh, the way our student government works, is we all kind of share the same common office space. So it's just kind of a big room with desks set everywhere. Um, the clinic that I go to is actually right by the university, and I don't have a car, so it's kind of you know whenever I have an appointment, I have to bring all the necessary information with me. Um, if I want to be seen by a doctor. So um, my I had the folder that I had containing this information came up missing um, kind of during spring break is when I noticed it. And I believe that that is where the um, information came from. I dispute any type of claims, and a lot of people have picked up on this and said that the clinic released the records, and that's just not the case at all. They don't um, actually go to Thomas Street Clinic. It is the very first... Um, freestanding HIV AIDS clinic in North America. And they've been, you know, incredibly supportive through this entire incident, and I, they had no um, no doing in this at all. So I believe that the individuals took this information from my briefcase. Wow. That's, that's yeah. messed up. Very much. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. So how has your family reacted to it all? Um... They have. They, my, my partner has been um, very supportive. I actually, I actually grew up in foster care, so I don't have a whole lot of family. But um, my really close friends have been, you know, they, they've been very supportive, and you know, everyone has. Um, obviously, I've had my share of hate mail and um, um, hate messages, but um, I think the right. support that I've gotten has, you know, outweighed any type of um, hate that's kind of been thrown my way because of this incident. Well. You know, I, well, that's good. At least you have the support because that's important. So, um, real quick, I just want to open uh, the phone lines. If anybody would like to call into the show, you can call us at 347-215-9442. Uh, press the one button so we know you want to come on air. If you have questions, you can put them in the chat room or tweet them to us at PauseIM. So, let's go on to um, some things that um, don't deal with um, this headline, you know, and all this craziness that's happening to you. Um, what is it that you want to accomplish at your college by running for the, the student body vice president, right? Or is it student body, right? Student body vice president, yeah. Yes. Um, we have um, a, a number of, of things that we want to accomplish during our administration. My um, my running mate, Isaac Valdez, who is a straight man who was also um, featured on the flyer. He doesn't have HIV or 
He's not even gay, and he's now kind of associated with all this. He's been incredibly supportive through this entire thing. And um, one of the staples of our administration really is to affirm the diversity within the university. And we really want to, you know, focus on that. It's obvious that um, at our university we have this kind of perpetual culture of hate where these type of things are. Um, if not acceptable, then okay, um, you know. So I think that that is something that we really want to address. And that's not just an issue within our university. And I've talked about this to many people. Um, I, don't, I don't blame the individual who did this for doing what they did. Yes, they did a very horrible thing, but if you think about it, in reality, they were able to act off ideas that were bigger than them. They were able to play off stigmas associated with the disease. So if I think we need to blame anyone for this incident. It would be society, because as a society, we've socially constructed these ideas and then reinforced them. And I think that that is something that we we would like to focus on, not just at our university, but in the community as well. I think that's important. I saw that you were um, featured, uh, our friends at the Sigma Project did an image with you um, and, and talked about it. Uh, what was that like to, to have that done, to have them contact you? Because they're, they're, those two guys, uh, Chris and Scott, are awesome. Oh, man. I, I was at school, and I think I was having a really horrible day that day. I think um, there was a lot going on. Some people had I had some horrible conversations, and I, I wasn't getting the best of support that day. And then I went home and logged onto my Facebook, and I seen this image everywhere, you know, with the caption, um, Stand Strong with Sharp. And I was just incredibly surprised, and I was – you know, encouraged by that. That was that was probably the best thing that, <laughs> that happened to me through this entire thing. I was just so surprised and taken aback by that. And I think the last time I checked, it had been shared like 120,000 times. So um, it's, it's just incredible to see all the support. And, um, you know, if this incident has taught me anything, it is that, you know, when one of our own is attacked, we don't stand by idly. We rally and support and we fight back. I think that's an important thing to to take away from this incident. Yeah. No, I think it's courageous, and I think what you're doing is so incredibly brave. So many people would have buckled under the pressure and just said, I can't do it. They would kind of, you know, put their towel between their legs and run. And I think you standing up and being so brave to talk about it and be like, yeah, this is what it is, but we're breaking stigma by talking about it and sharing your story, whether it's here or with the, the news outlets, I think, it's, I think it's incredible. And I think more people need to to be like you, because that's how we're going to break down that wall of stigma that um, has been built over the years. Of course, of course. And that's why it's so important. You know, if I can't, I would be lying if I said I did not have difficult moments dealing with all this. Mm-hmm. But in the end, um, you know, I, I understand the bigger picture. This isn't just about the student government elections or about the university or about Houston. This is about the culture that we've created in society where it is still socially acceptable to ostracize somebody simply because they are HIV positive. And that's just not acceptable. And moving forward, we have got to address that. Um, And I think it's a a real issue that a lot of us need to pay attention to and work very hard to ensure that the next generation of young people do not carry these same ideas with them. Mm. Amen. I agree. So, 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 So let's take it back to when you were first diagnosed and talk a little bit about that. Um, what made you get tested, and how was that moment for you? I mean, I'm sure it was difficult, but what was going through your head when you found out that you were positive? It was it was it was a very difficult experience. I'd actually been getting tested um, pretty regularly um, 
like I said, I grew up in foster care. So I had Texas Medicaid up until I turned 23. So I had resources available to me to get tested, unlike many people. So um, I was, you know, constantly getting tested. And um, I moved to attend university um, one summer in 2010. And I actually went to go get blood because I was broke. <laughs> and I... Um, I went to go give blood again the next time, and they were like, okay, wait, you can't give blood anymore. There's something wrong here, and that's kind of how I found out. And so I was like, oh, my goodness, this is so ridiculous. Um, it was it was, it was was a shocking moment, of course, and I'm probably still dealing with everything that it encompasses. I, like everyone else, I'm sure, who um, found out they were positive immediately thought that this was a death sentence, um, simply because it's what we're led to believe. But, of course, since then I've become more educated and, you know, I now know it's it's very manageable, and um, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Right now, who do you remember? Who the first person you told? Yeah, my partner. Um, we were actually um, we were we, we we've been together for about five years now, going on six, and um, we were both kind of found out at the same time. So it was uh, it was difficult for the both of us, but having that individual there with me to comfort me, and you know. Uh, let me know we able to get through this was obviously, you know, um, something that was much needed during that time. Now, um, on campus, do they have any kind of, um, would it be like either a support group or, group or something where you would be able to, to reach out to, to talk about this? I mean, have you, how have you dealt with support? Besides your um, partner, obviously. Yeah, um, I, I actually have not. Uh, we, we don't have that on campus, and I haven't, I haven't been a part of any, any groups. I have, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm. This might seem like a cliche, but I'm actually very religious. I, I, I'm a Christian, so I pray about you know these things a lot, and I ask God to try to help me and try to, you know, guide me and let me know how I can address these issues. And I really think that, you know, God does everything for a reason. So um, I take comfort in knowing that perhaps, you know, this this was all done for a reason. Perhaps later on, and I will be helping someone who is dealing with the same issues and. Um, that, that's that's been comforting to me, and I knew from the beginning that um, eventually I would like to run for public office, not just student government. So I knew that eventually I'd have to be very open about everything, and I think that you know perhaps this has um, kind of ushered that in a bit sooner than I would have thought. But um, yeah, yeah. So I, I just I just kind of take comfort in knowing that perhaps you know this all happened for a reason, and perhaps I'll be able to to help someone else who's dealing with the very same issues. Um, I would like to see that installed at our university. We actually didn't even have a GLBT-friendly group until um, a year and a half ago. So um, we we have um, improvements that need to be made, and I am hopeful that this incident will force the university to um, look at what we can do to improve their relationship with um, the GLBT community and the um, you know HIV-positive community as well. Because it's not just me on campus, and I, you know, we all know this. There's many of us, and it, it, this has scared so many of the um, positive people on campus and the GLBT people on campus. Um, this, this rampant act of hate, and I think that that's that's what that's what is you know most shocking to me. I see the young people, and they tell me they don't feel safe on campus anymore. And you know, this is something that we have to take seriously. And I think that that hopefully um, by lighting a fire under the university, putting the spotlight on them. They'll now be able to to really take this issue seriously and see what they can do to improve. Have have some other people at, at school come up to you and actually said thank you for doing what you're doing because um like actually they came out to you and told you that they were positive. 
Yes, yes, that's been, that, that's actually happened. Very shocking. Um, but I've had a lot of people, not just at, you know, not just online, but at school as well. And that has been, you know, that, that's obviously very encouraging. It's encouraging to see someone come up to you and say, you know, this is helping me deal with this issue as well. And I appreciate you being brave and doing this. And, you know, I think that that that's been. Uh, I guess a highlight of this, if, if I can call anything a highlight during all this, um, it's, it's very encouraging to see other people say that they're feeling better about this or they're dealing with this issue now um, a little bit better than they were before. Well, I think then see, God's already answered your prayers then. <laughs> you, <laughs> you're, you're, already, you're already helping people. I mean, yeah, I definitely believe that you know your prayers have definitely been answered already. I'm sure you'll help thousands more to come. There's comments in the chat room saying that you should become the first pause president. They would all vote for you. <laughs> so they're already getting you going. <laughs> fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Let's see. <laughs> so um, how are you dealing? Are, are you on medication? Well, you I am, yeah. Yes. I, how was that decision for you? I just recently started taking medication. Um, I... Um, you know, obviously, um, we all know once you begin it, you can't stop it. So um, I waited until the last, you know, minute until I really needed to start it. Um, it's been, I don't know, it's been a normal experience. I would, I, I tell people all the time, you know, people, especially now, they're very shocked. And, you know, I've had people um, just within student government ask me if they can get it from drinking after me and telling me I need to label my drinks because they don't want to, you know, um, take a sip after me and become positive. And I've had to have a little moment of education with them and let them know that I am, you know, A, undetectable, B, you can't get it from drinking from someone and kind of explain to them what the disease is. And I think that, you know, it's just it, the stupidity is um, alarming and overwhelming. But, um, you know, I'm I'm happy that, you know, I, we have medications and that I'm able to, you know, take them. I don't I have we have great resources in Houston, the Ryan White Foundation, so anyone who is positive in the area can get help for free. Um it's it's a very good thing and I, I would just say it's a very normal experience, just like anything else. Wow. Yeah, I mean I, I've been on medications for a little like close to three years and you know, it's it's normal. The only thing I have that bothers me is I get a little bit of insomnia. A little bit of something. Yeah, I think I might be getting fatter. I don't know yet. I'm, I'm maybe it's just, it might be all the pizza. So, but I'm. Well, it depends I'm not on what you're yet. on. You know, it depends on right. what you're on. I know, like some people who um, are on a triple have said that they have, you know, gained weight on that. I'm not sure. You know. Uh huh. It different might be my, different things. I don't do like you. I don't. I don't work out. I should probably work out a little bit more so I can try to get a little bit skinnier. But. It's it's a normal experience. I would say it's not anything unique. Right. That's funny. So, um, were you educated about HIV and AIDS before? You know, like how well were you educated, like through schools and like that? Like, cause I'm assuming you went to school somewhere in in Texas for like grade school and high school. I mean, did they talk about HIV when you were in school? I would like for you to send me someone who was educated about HIV and AIDS in school. Please do, because um, I have not met anyone yet to, who fully understands what HIV is until they are diagnosed with it or unless they're a doctor. Um, no, I was not. That's why I was, you know, so scared when I first was diagnosed. Um, you know, I I was probably as educated about the disease as any normal um, Joe on the street. Um, I don't I don't know anyone who is, and I think that's a big issue even today, even in the academia, in universities. Unless you're a biology major, 
I don't think, and even some of those people don't know exactly what the disease is. I don't think we have a clear understanding of what HIV is. And, you know, we do, you know, those of us who know about it, we have a clear understanding, but I don't know where we're failing to educate people, and I think that that is what is reinforcing the stigma, the, you know, the stupidity of the disease, the the ideas that surround it. And unless individuals are knowledgeable and understand what HIV really is, then they'll continue to believe these ideas of what the disease is. Um, so, no, I had I knew very little about it. Yeah, that's that's, that's common. I mean, I, I had, like, I think one day we spoke about it, and it was kind of I went to a, a Catholic high school, and it was kind of, kind of brushed under the rug and it was kind of like just don't, you know, it was basically don't have that. You know, it was oh, all yeah. abstinence, you know. Um, so, and we know that that doesn't always work. Kids are having sex now at the age of 12. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's it's crazy. So we have to talk about condoms in school and I think that's really important. Well, we're actually down to the last 90 seconds of the show. So Christopher, I want to thank you for coming on. Tell me where people can find you. Uh, I know on Twitter your handle is Sharp Christopher, and that's Christopher with a K. Um, do you, is there a Facebook page where people can find you or? Yes, yes. Um, you can, um, facebook.com slash sharp Christopher, I believe. So, um, I add anybody who tries to add me and I will definitely follow you on Twitter, Twitter, even though I'm not there often. So oh, there you go. You can you can, me you, through that. Right. You can also go to the Pazine Radio Show page or my personal page and you can find links to Christopher's Facebook page. Well, I want to thank you for joining us and sharing your story, and thank you for being so brave and standing up in, in such a difficult time where, like I said, so many people would just run. And I think that you need to be applauded for what you're doing. Your bravery brings out bravery in others. Uh, somebody said that in the chat room. I think it was uh, Jason. Uh, it's important that you, you know, understand that the value of what you're doing is so important. I appreciate that, Robert. I just want to let everyone know that, you know, we are we are very strong as a community, and I'm sure that in five or ten years we'll look back and um, we will have done a lot to change these ideas, and the young people who come after us will live a better life because of the things that we are doing now. So I appreciate everyone's support, and I appreciate you for having me on. Yeah, and I hope you do well, um, you know, running for um, your position at school, and I, and I hope you kick butt. I hope all this is worth it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Even if I don't win, I think it's a win for all of us, the fact that we're yeah. addressing we're these issues. We're talking about so. it. <laughs> of course. All right. Well, you have yourself a great night, and I'll see you on Facebook. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you You're all welcome. later. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. You can find more information on myself and past guests and interviews by going to www.pazim.com. Thank you, and have a great night. What's going on out here? We got changes to make. It's time to wake up for humanity's sake. Break the silence today before it's too late. AIDS is affecting us, disrespecting us. I'ma go get tested. It's a simple maneuver. It's not about the past. It's about my future. I'm not trying to miss it. I won't be a statistic, so I protect myself whenever I'm intimate. At this moment, I decided to have a plan. It's time to take a stand, because AIDS I'm greater than. This is Senior Chaos, and this was my deciding moment. Tell us yours at greaterthan.org.